Welcome to Bub Club, a horror movie podcast. On today's show, it's Bub Club Halloween special starring Brandon and Lindsay, Melanie and Josh. Today's episode 17. Apologies for the intro. I've been watching a lot of Halloween specials. I just went with the flow. Yeah, I, you I guys were great. Going on. <laughs> You're like, I have to say my name. Natural. High energy time. Yes, today is one of three Halloween specials that we'll be doing here at Bub Club. But before we get into that, we got some horror babble for you. Yeah, uh... I already little talked about this a little bit, the Resident Evil series coming to Netflix. But what I didn't notice, and I don't think I mentioned, was I was reading about it today, and it's going to be uh, computer graphics, CGI animated, mm-hmm. which well, I can't tell if I'm excited about or I'm, not. I'm not. If it was like actual animation... I'd be more excited. Maybe. And then I'm like, is it going to be like animation like that looks like the video game? Well, that's what I was wondering. Because I'd rather just play the video game. You know what I mean? Like like they have enough cutaway scenes where you kind of get the story. However, there is one thing about doing it that way that might make it more interesting, which is they can actually bring characters from the video games into real the real series i'm gonna watch it like i'm definitely gonna watch it didn't they have like a? I watched a cartoon with uh leon you know the one character in resident evil 4 and 2 yeah i don't uh, remember if they had they any. did they i watched it i don't know if you'd call it an anime but there was like a um like a cartoon with him in it that i watched and it was pretty bad yeah i i this will be interesting i think it's yeah. probably all gonna depend on the budget yeah. and the who's writing it and it if, could be good. It could be really good. If it was an anime, you offended so many people by saying cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, think it's anime. True. It's like people from, do not like that. When I read it, it was like computer graphic animation or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I'll always be an advocate of uh, animated horror. I, sure. I don't think it's yeah. done enough. Yeah, the, like it, to me, I I'm, think it has a lot of potential. It yeah. has a ton of potential. It's really going to depend on the story. Like they can't just yeah. bring in the characters from the video games and be like, "Let they're going to carry it," because everyone's going to see just, Jill Valentine on the yeah. screen and be like, "Amazing!" I just hope it's not corny. Like they don't make it, and I hope it's really gory. Yeah. What network is it going to be on again? Netflix. Okay. The Netflix network. Mm, I have a little faith in. Do you think they'll Netflix, do like the Jill sandwich? Netflix line? network. I don't know. The Jill Sandwich line. You don't ever play the first one where they're like, oh, you were almost a Jill Sandwich. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah come on, stupid. Um, and also really quick, the last thing I'll talk about is, do you remember, Melanie's going to remember this movie, Witches, The Witches, when we were younger. Brandon's going to remember it. Uh, oh, yeah. Based on a book uh, by Rald. Ra- <laughs> Dal Rald. Ronald Dahl? Ronald yes, Dahl. that's it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Where was I going? With that? <laughs> I thought you were going to say Ronald no, McDonald. <laughs> witches. This rings a bell, but I'm not quite. Okay, it's the one with Angelica Houston's The Witch, and they turn the kids into mice. Oh, yes. We, yes, we, yes, watched, yes. we watched this watched like over and over and over when we were kids, and this is always on around Halloween time. I think like back in the day, like this was like, oh, if you're a TV network, we play this at Halloween time. Sure, yeah. Because I remember watching this like every Halloween time and loving it. Thinking about it now, I bet I would. I don't know. I kind of want to go Did back you and watch, watch it recently. No, we own it, by the way. Yeah, you know I should watch it with my kids. Yeah, you should. I want to go back and watch it because they're making they're remaking a new one. Uh, it's coming out in 2020 uh, with Anne Hathaway replacing uh, Angelica Houston, 
And then uh, they actually have a, a black kid replacing the like the main kid, which I I don't know. I was just like, oh, fine. Like I really am like just happy to see some of these roles like filled with not just white people, you know. Of course. Yeah, not the and the opening. I, go watch the trailer because like the opening part of the trailer where you see the kid and his grandmother kind of like bonding, like makes me want to see just that movie alone. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And it's and, Octavia Spencer. And by it's the way. Octavia Spencer, which I think she she's going to do a really awesome job in this. And I don't know. Already, like just the trailer alone feels so updated and refreshed, refreshing um, for a movie that you like. This is definitely one of those movies that should be remade. It's just kind of I. I don't think it was a bad movie by any means, but I think it is outdated. Yeah, it's very and to outdated. put like just like a a nice like modern spin on it is is really gonna be cool. It's just all and coming I'm back to me now. Like it's so crazy how yeah. much we used to watch it. Like she has to take them home, right? And they're mice, and she's sad. Cause yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I I'm uh, excited about it, and yeah. I go watch the trailer. The one the one funny thing about well, I was reading the article about it, and somebody wrote like Anne Hathaway as you've never seen her before, and I want to be like, well, unless you've seen Dark Shadows, where she's a, a witch. <laughs> she in Dark Shadows? Yeah, she's the the main like evil witch in Dark Shadows. That's Anne Hathaway. No, no. Uh uh-uh. uh I, I don't know. Oh, well, then really forget me saying that. Anyway, moving on. No. Anne Hathaway, like you've never seen her before. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now it looks like this movie was going to be in the theaters, right? It looked like it was going to be a, a theatrical, but. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's going to be on VOD, video on demand, so you can buy it for your home. Yeah, well, I'm wrong. I thought, why did I think that lady was Anne Hathaway? I don't know. They mm-hmm. share similarities well, and it, symmetry in their face. Well, now it is. Now it is <laughs> now Anne Hathaway, really is. I've never seen her before. Making fun of... Okay, so mine is... Um, well, last night we watched Vampires versus the Bronx. Um... It had some good parts. I think there were some funny parts, but well, the vampires were really bad. I think, and mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. Some of the scenes were, the, yeah, the vampires were like like nineties well, TV vampires. Yeah, that's like what really they seem like, like Luke Perry vampire. And then like the main vampire, she couldn't even talk. She had the teeth in her mouth and she, <laughs> she was like lisping, you know. <laughs> I, I really am over like the how the the uh, the vampire outfits. You yeah, know, the like leather. the gothic black leather yes. capes. Yes. It's like no vampire would dress like that these days. I would imagine that they would keep up. They would maybe read some GQ. Yeah. Keep well, up with why? the fashions. Why would you, you like you in see. this leather outfit? Like what's, are you into you, like BSM or what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to see a vampire in joggers is what you're saying. Yeah. Let's do vampires sure. with sweats. <laughs> uh, what vampire movie would you guys make if you had to do like a vampire versus I would say vampire versus shark is what I'm going to go with. <laughs> I think mine would depend on like what kind of vampire movie vampire do I want to see. Vampire versus Megalodon. Like do I want to see a vampire movie where it's just like gory and the vampires are fucking somebody up? Because if that's the case, I'd want to do like vampire versus um, Trump supporters or something like that. Oh, uh, you know? yeah. There you go. And just watch them just like completely annihilate them. But let me think about what I'd like to see if it's like a straight up just kind of like you're rooting for the non-vampires vampire okay. versus sharknado <laughs> there you go i like the vampires versus kids I, I i like that in the lost boys and like 
Vampires vs. the Bronx had so much potential with that. No, and I like the kids. The kids yeah. throughout it were awesome. And but fun. the vampires like ruined it. And I think they missed an opportunity because I it seemed like they were going in the social commentary of uh, like gentrifying neighborhoods and how that could be a bad thing. Right. And because it, it was like white vampires in a black neighborhood. And the culture's disappearing. And, and all that. they could have played on it more by the vampires like in suits. You know, yeah. and they were like yeah. business types, yeah. like taking over the like, neighborhood. And that's like, kind of what I thought they were going yeah, with in yeah. the beginning. But then they come out with like these Mozart outfits <laughs> on and stuff. Well, not only that, like, but like one of the vampires was in regular attire. And then seconds later, she's in this, you know, <laughs> and, full vampire getup. And has a weave on, like <laughs> yeah. has like a, she like got longer hair. And I mean, and, this is kind of a cheat to answer your question, but I just want to see that movie done right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I was really excited for this, and it just didn't deliver. Well, and they could have focused on the kids more. It's like they had these kind of cool characters built up, like the one, the one kid who's kind of like a uh, horror movie nerd. Yeah, um, it you, barely explores that. It barely, like, it starts to, and you're thinking this is going to be really cool. He's wearing a shirt uh, by the band Ghost. Yeah, yeah, and he's reading. You said uh, Salem's, Salem's Lot. Lot. Yeah. I think that all all of the kids had potential to have their characters explored a little deeper and it just kind of like glossed over it and all of a sudden we were fighting 90s Luke Perry vampires. Yeah. And then they weren't, it was just, the scenes were so ridiculous. Like when they get shot and they just pop right back up and it's like, oh God. <laughs> Why do you no. keep saying Luke Perry vampires? Because the, all the vampires what? in like Buffy the Vampire Slayer original <laughs> movies. I don't know. I, I, oh, I imagine, okay. but also I'm also imagining like, like I actually they, like those. Van I was talking about yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV no, show. No, but I but when I think of like Luke Perry, just how he looked in the nineties. Oh, he's dead now. <laughs> I don't know. They just looked like Luke Perry vampires. Like if Luke Perry were to be a vampire. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I kind of agree. It was just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was, I was a little bit bummed out by it. It's definitely a missed opportunity. But you should go check it out, regardless. Yeah, check it yeah, out. Yeah, if you like it's vampires, it's got some scenes that are funny. Sure. There's some funny things. Mm -hmm. That's so there is a horror uh, virtual film festival coming up this month. It's going to take place uh, October 11th or 8th, October 8th through the 11th. It's called Nightstream. It's going to be uh, 40 feature films, 160 shorts, and over 20 panel events. Uh, I've been looking into it a little bit, and there's actually one movie that um, I'm really excited about called Frank and Zed. Mm -hmm. It's a, a puppet horror movie. Okay. And it's a, oh, man. there's a trailer for it. The puppeting looks like amazing. Um, if you haven't that seen it, cool. I recommend watching it. Um, but it's like an actual serious puppet movie. It's not like one of those adult puppet movies where it's like meet the feebles. Yeah. Or uh, what was that? The oh, these are like marionettes. Yeah, like it's uh, those look awesome. Lisa they look really good. And it's not like gonna have a puppet ejaculating all over a room. What was that? <laughs> like, you know that yeah, puppet movie yeah. I'm talking about? I what was that movie? The Funny Time Murders uh, or something the, like yeah, that. Yeah, like Happy Time Murders. Yeah, Happy, happy Time, time Murders. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's one ejaculating <laughs> all over a room. Yeah, I miss that it's one. It's like super cringe humor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, most people that make puppet movies are like, let's make them do it. Let's make them fun. Let's make puppets do stuff people won't do. However, Trey Parker and Matt Stone did the same thing, and yeah, and that, that was, was actually really funny. Yeah. 
Team America Team was America pretty was good. I'll respect that. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's but they things. weren't just fucking. The puppets weren't just like <laughs> no, talking they were, about sex the whole entire time. They were time. doing like ridiculous poses, yeah, which yeah. is really good funny. Good satire and stuff. In that they actually movie. had to like tone that scene down or else they would have got an NC-17 rating. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> they were forced to cut scenes For out of that. puppets, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just about, it's about two monsters that have to face an angry mob and their own dark pasts. It looks so. really cool just looking at the pictures. Yeah, I yeah. want to go see it. Um, so that movie is premiering, uh, let's see, 8.45 p.m. Eastern Time on Ooh. Saturday. So 6.45 p.m. On what platform can you watch this on? Um, I th- There's a nightstream.org, which is where I've gotten like most of the information about it. Okay. I believe it's just streaming through the website. Do you know if you pay for the whole thing or can you pay for individual films or So they they have a variety of options. They have individual films that you can get and I think that's like the most expensive like per film. Like if uh-huh. you were going to buy like 10 films, that would be more than it's, buying it's a pass the to less the entire thing. Option. Yeah, um I think a day pass was like 25 bucks. That's not bad. Like and your whole household could watch it, right? You could have a party. Yeah, you could yeah. like you could like cast it onto your TV. We should have a puppet. It. Yeah, the yeah. events badge is twenty five dollars. Uh, I'm working for most of it, but I think Saturday and uh, Sunday I might try and get badges for. And uh, yeah, it looks like the unlimited event badge is twenty five bucks. It's not bad. And you can stream it with Roku or Apple TV. I mean, and or you, no. And you want to kind of support this kind of stuff anyway, right? Yeah. yeah. Sure. So, yeah. you know, think about all the dumb stuff you spent 25 bucks on. And an opportunity because a lot of these take place in cities that you probably don't live. Yeah. So, yeah. like, if, if the virus wasn't happening, you probably couldn't afford to buy a plane ticket and the ticket to get in. And, and um, with now in the times we're at... You, you don't have to be in that city, right? You could be in your own home to watch it, which yeah. it normally wouldn't be available this way. 40 feature films? There's bound Ooh. to be a handful that you oh, really man. like. I really yeah. want right? to do this. Like, we should have like a party and do it. That's weird. I wonder, yeah, I wonder why like buying the individual movies themselves is way more expensive than just hmm. the unlimited. Probably because they want oh, you to do the unlimited. Oh, the, the ones, the $25 badge is just the events. Oh, just the events. Yeah, unlimited events and oh. panels. So you're not oh. gonna, you're not gonna see the. Um, oh, okay, the, ten the films. films is a hundred. Five, five films is sixty five. Oh, okay, there that Which does make pretty, more sense. But if you you know if you're going in with a viewing party, you all chip in. That's right? true. Yeah. Like if yeah. we all chip yeah. in twenty bucks, right? It'd be worth it. Um, I yeah, used to be I, a, I used to be a judge on a on a film festival, and it was rough. I thought you were gonna say American Idol. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> i i remember that and we had to i remember you got the dvd once and we had yeah. to go through and watch all of the a films. whole huge book of dvds that i had to go just and rough because they were bad they like, were really bad yeah, the majority of, bad of films that are but these were just the ones that were like trying to make it into the film festival did you see not the ones liked? that made mm-hmm. it no I don't, um, I don't think i think we, i did yeah I, did. I saw a couple that were that were all right but <laughs> but i remember the one we watched we were just like we could like roll a dice and just have these like whoever wants to be entered like it was like really no clear-cut choices and, but, and you're watching them back to back to back to back so even the good ones i'm like was it good or was it good comparatively <laughs> yeah. you know yeah 
So hats off to the judges so, of any film festival. But yeah, they have like a full schedule up. You can probably read about the individual movies and and find a few you want to see. Now, I wonder if you like, you buy the things to the the movies to watch them. Now, can you watch them over and over and over and over, or is like one? I think time they have watch? scheduled times, right? That's what it sounds like. Is yeah, they have scheduled so times that you watch. From them what I saw, it varies from movie to movie. Most movies, I believe, will have like a seventy-two hour pass to view it. Okay. But once you start viewing it, you have 24 hours to finish watching. Got it. But you can start watching any point in the 72-hour period. Okay. Yeah, the, the thing on the internet says, select films available on first come, first serve. Basis with capped attendance, similar to an in-theater screening. Remember to show up right at showtime to have the best chance of accessing your preferred films. So, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of interesting maybe we shouldn't be telling people about it maybe we should uh don't go watch it (laughs) (laughs) limited seating i wonder if some of these are gonna be able to like release after are they all short films um there's their feature length 40 feature length 160 shorts okay that actually sounds really interesting though i always want just some of these like the pop the most i almost want to like wait out like the the these parts and just see what comes like oh i mean everybody's talking about this that typically happens right like a film festival is kind of like a screen for to get into the more mainstream yeah the ones that get all the buzz like yeah they'll they'll end up on a platform they'll get picked up i mean it's it's so like distributors could pick them up so i mean you will end up seeing the best of the best probably cool i'm still gonna look into this and see see about maybe there's a few and maybe we should I'll pitch in and, and watch them. It yeah. kind of depends on the screenings, though, I guess. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be trying to get Frank and Zed. That's yeah. the title of the puppet one yeah, once again. One looks- All right, so I have quite a bit for you tonight. Um, first up, Books of Blood. You guys ever heard of this, Books of Blood? Nope. Well, Bran- Brannon Bragna, who directed... Uh, he did, like, the Cosmos, some episodes of The Orville and Salem. It's written by Bragna and Clive Barker. Books of Blood is an anthology horror Hulu original movie that's based on a series of horror fiction short stories written by Clive Barker. So the original idea was to make a horror anthology series, but instead it was adapted into three-story anthology movie. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, I like Clive Barker. Yeah. Yeah, you know, most things he's involved in, and I'm I'm really big fan of anthology horror. If it's done right, it's awesome. I am too. It's, yeah, yeah. So, Books of Blood will release on Hulu October seventh. This is so just in a couple days. It's not Clive Barker, the actor, is it? Clive Barker is not an actor. He's a horror writer. He did. He there's created a Clive Barker actor, right? Uh, maybe. Clive Owen. Maybe I'm thinking of Clive. Yeah, Owen. No, Clive no Barker Clive. did Hellraiser. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, speaking of Clive Barker, Clive Barker's Night, Re- Night Breed series gets trick-or-treat director Michael Doherty. Oh, nice. So Night Breed was a movie. I think it was in the 90s. Cool horror movie about uh, this guy who's drawn to this town who ends up, this town is like run by these like, like or they're hiding out actually, these uh, like kind of friendly monsters. Really cool makeup effects. And I'm really excited because... I love Trick or Treat. I love Michael Doherty. And him taking over this series is really cool. So it's going to be a series. Trick or Treat 2. I've been trying to find more news updates about it. And 
all I could find is that he he has the or like the the outline of it done and he's leaving it up to the distributor whether or not it's going to happen. So I was hoping this year would be it. However, oh. another much awaited documentary, Wolfman's Got Nards. Wolfman's Got Nards? Can you guess what documentary this might be about? Monsters, Monster Squad. Yeah, Monster Squad. Hmm. So the long-awaited Monster Squad documentary lands October release date. So it'll be on demand October 27th. It was made in 2018, so it's it's had a long await. So I'm really excited about this. And a little bit on the lighter end of horror, but heavier end of Halloween, Adam Sandler's Netflix Halloween movie. Have you guys seen preview for this? No. no. It's called Herbie Halloween. I'm going to watch it. It's You're releasing October 7th. <laughs> it's a comedy horror film directed by Steve Brill, who did a lot of Adam Sandler movies, and it's co-produced, co-written, and starring Adam Sandler. Also starring Kevin James, Julie Bowen, uh, Maya Rudolph, and Ray Liotta. So I have this Adam Sandler rule, and if the last movie I saw by Adam Sandler was amazing, I yeah. will watch his next one. <laughs> so he did Uncut Gems, yeah. and now well, I kind of have head now. He, he didn't do Uncut Gems. He acted he in acted in, in Uncut yeah. Gems. But this is my Adam Sandler rule: if the last movie I saw, but you know, this <laughs> one's gonna be bad. I re I remember watching an interview or something with him where he was like, "If I don't get an award for this one." I'm never doing a good movie ever again. I'm only doing dumb movies. <laughs> well, I think he's been doing that. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure he has. Anyway, Herbie is a thankless uh, Herbie thanklessly spends every Halloween making sure the residents of his hometown, which is Salem, celebrate safely and play by the rules. But this year, an escaped criminal and a mysterious new neighbor have Herbie on high alert. When people start disappearing, it's up to Herbie to convince the police and townsfolk Ooh. that the mm. monsters are real. Is he gonna and do only it? he can stop them. Is he mm. going to do a silly Adam Sandler voice? He uh, does. He does. It's like, it's kind of like a mix between like Waterboy. Oh, no. no it's got some Waterboy in there. Well, we're, yeah. watching, we're watching. Sorry, guys. We're Water. watching this for horror movie night. <laughs> Lindsay. I, I want to see this just because yeah. I'm a big fan of just Halloween movies and there's, I think there's it's kind of a lack one of, of those ones that you're curious about. Then you'll watch and you'll be like, why? Yeah, of course. Why but, you know, this? sometimes I'm a little bit of a masochist when it comes yeah. to this kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know. I, really there's like a soft spot in my heart for Waterboy. <laughs> <laughs> there's a soft spot in my heart for Adam Sandler. Like, yeah. he could do a lot of wrong and I still love Adam Sandler. I mean, mostly I'm watching this because it's Halloween themed and it's Halloween yeah. time. And you love Adam Sandler's and goofy voices. He I actually can't Adam stand it. <laughs> Bub Club is now an Adam Sandler debate podcast. It's, the thing is, it's, it's it's a it's a movie. If I sit down for an hour and a half and watch something stupid, I I don't kick the walls or punch holes in the walls. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't care. You know, it's it's right. uh, yeah. and it's it looks like dripping with Halloween themes. So I'm gonna appreciate that at the very least. And speaking of Halloween, it's time for our topic which is Halloween television. Let me take you back to 1992 in a classroom with a miniature version of myself <laughs> writing down the date. Let's say the date is 10 5 
Now, in fourth grade, I could probably put together that 10 means October and October means Halloween. However, when I'm writing this date down, I'm not focused on anything but yesterday I wrote 10-4, so today I'm writing 10-5. So the calendar, when I was a kid, did not tell me that Halloween was coming. I grew up in Southern California where there's almost no weather. Definitely no seasons, no leaves falling, no autumn smell in the air. So the weather, as a child, did not tell me that Halloween was coming. However, television did. Now I picked 92 because I moved from Canoga Park to Simi Valley. And in Canoga Park, we had the bunny ears to try to get all the channels we could, which wasn't very many. In Simi Valley, I imagine because it's a valley and it's covered by hills and mountains, we had to get cable, which meant more channels, which meant more channel surfing, which meant more commercials. And that was the first... That was the first thing that told me it was Halloween season, was Halloween commercials. Now, Josh doesn't remember commercials. Yeah, I do. <laughs> he doesn't understand what it's... So, What's Josh, a commercial? A commercial. <laughs> now, do you guys, you guys remember Halloween commercials being very prevalent as, as in, in our youth, right? Like if there was a Kraft Mac and, Le- Mac and Cheese commercial, it was now Halloweenified. or Everything was just Halloweenified. Cereal... Yep, cereal. A lot of cereal ones. Yep, and especially the Halloween breakfast cereals, yep. Count Chocula, yep. Frankenberry. But even like, you know, like uh, Frosted Flakes would be like, oh, the tiger's in a spooky house. And, uh, right, right. Yep. Um, McDonald's Halloween commercials were like the best ones, I think. Most of the time, if you remember. And they had really great toys back in the day. They did. I do remember plastic toys. I want to remember chicken nuggets. With yeah, the, the chicken. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and a few years in a row, they did instead of a toy, you would get the pail, right? For the trick or treating. Yeah, that's the where all. Bucket. That's where the food would come in, and then you would use it for trick or treating. Witches, Draculas, space aliens. They're showing up at McDonald's for frightfully fun Halloween tales. One comes with each happy meal you buy. Wow, great costumes. What costumes? Now, of course, you couldn't pick your pail. Yeah, I had the, I got the witch one. Yeah, there was one year where they did a witch, a ghost, and yeah. a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, I, remember, I think I got the ghost. I remember the witch one. I think we got all of them. I think we did... I think we went enough where we eventually got yeah, all of them. But I, did. I think one year I actually trick-or-treated with the witch one. I was going to ask, did you ever, because I didn't. No, I used a pillowcase. I think case. we used pillowcases. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, I'd I, always go yeah. pillowcase. I, I think we, if we did, so we, sometimes we'd use pills, but they would end up in our pillowcases. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is also where like universal monsters would really get popularized. Within commercials. True. Because you would have a Doritos commercial. Like I think a Pepsi commercial. Frankenstein being like, that flavor is out of this world. <laughs> I think he was mostly moaning. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where like, you know, if you go back years back where you don't have commercials and you don't have Halloween specials and you don't have episodes of shows becoming Halloween, you had the universal monster movies to watch. You know, I'm talking like 30s, 40s, 50s. And for us, I think a lot of those were introduced in during Halloween time, you know, because that's where the decorations would come from. And that's what we'd see them on, on TV commercials. 
Also, horror movie commercials would, would, would show. Yeah. I don't remember the horror movie commercials too much. Well, so there would be like, you know, during the Halloween season, you would have this particular Halloween movie like Psycho playing. And, you know, you'd see a lot of those commercials. But a lot of the exciting commercials for me were Halloween specials. Right? So, funny enough, Lindsay didn't really know what a Halloween special was. Neither did Melanie. We didn't, we didn't watch that. We didn't like... No, we went straight to the hard stuff, you know? <laughs> we didn't, we didn't watch like a ton, a ton of like TV stuff Not, we No, kids. yeah. We went like straight to what... Dawn of the Dead, I think, is my first introduction to maybe a horror movie. And then it was Freddy. Yeah. And so, yeah, we never really watched the cartoon type stuff. No, we we just didn't watch a lot of TV in general. Well, Halloween specials are not just cartoons. There was a lot of live action ones. Um, Halloween special was a special event. One night only during October, it would show a Halloween related movie or short right so i remember those like when they a certain channel would only play scary movies for the day or is that no that would be like a marathon yeah Yeah, no a special would be it one night only made for this time and this time only yeah like uh south park just did their pandemic special except back in the day if you missed it you missed it yeah that was the thing if you missed it you had to wait a whole year and they might play a rerun of it like leading up to halloween yeah and I remember this time being very special. I remember seeing the commercials for it and going, all right, I got to be home at this time. Now, the very first Halloween special, to my research, was It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And this was, uh, it aired October 27th, 1966. Who are you writing to, Linus? This is the time of year to write to the Great Pumpkin. On Halloween night, the great pumpkin rises out of his pumpkin patch and flies through the air with his bag of toys for all the children. You must be crazy. Now, I know Lindsay's not a fan of no, the great pumpkin. I don't know why either. Yeah, me peanuts. neither. Maybe it's like, like we almost were raised, angry when I we hear were it. Raised, <laughs> we were raised to hate Scooby Doo and Charlie Brown. I don't Except know. My daughter's love of Scooby Doo has changed that for yeah, me now. Yeah, but yeah. No, I always liked the peanuts. Yeah, I liked. I I watched. Uh, it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, this week. Oh, you did. I, I enjoyed it. They're for, more. They're more beloved than not. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. More yeah. people like them than don't. I think why I don't like them is like because there's no like adult humor. I would say. No, it's, there is. There is. You probably just missed it as a kid. Just boring. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Charlie Brown actually makes like several dick jokes throughout the they great do pumpkin. Dick jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sally goes down on Linus in the <laughs> Halloween special. <laughs> now, I always like this because I, I remember it from f- w- as far back as I can remember. It's yeah. always on TV around the, around Halloween. Um, but the, the story is pretty weak. You know, the, the great pumpkin, you never see him. No. Yeah. It's not a real thing. You see them trick-or-treating and Charlie Brown is getting rocks for some reason. I got a rock. He got rock. I got a rock. Some assholes like here's a rock, kid. <laughs> Charlie Brown taking the love, it. man. Or was he like like trying to fake out his friends? Like my bag is so heavy with candy, guys. No, he was upset about the rock, right? Yeah, I think so. He was disappointed. They're like, I got a sucker. I got a tootsie roll. I got a rock. Charlie Brown's every house, man. He just every house. Rock? You got a rock. Yeah. 
What did that kid do to people? Yeah. No, but I'll tell you, if I got rocks for Halloween, they'd be going right through the windows. That's what I'm saying. You better not pass out rocks to kids. (laughs) You're in trouble. That's like asking for it. That's like trying to tempt somebody. It was also like, it was, it was like singling him out because everyone else got candy. They're like, well, uh, Charlie Brown, I got something for you. Rock suck on it, kid. They, didn't they call it like tricks or treats? They did call it yeah. tricks or treats. They didn't call it trick or treating. They're like, I missed tricks or treats because of you. Yeah. Which <laughs> might have been a 60s thing. I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't alive back then. Huh. It sounds like uh, in Metalocalypse, like the, the Norwegian or the Swedish dudes that are like, oh, tricks or treats. <laughs> <laughs> We're going down the timeline here for Halloween specials, and I was really yeah, disappointed yeah. that you guys didn't end up watching this. I think I made Lindsay watch some of it, but the Paul Lynn's Halloween special aired October 29th, 1976. This is a bizarre one. It opens up with him as Santa Claus decorating a tree, and his assistant comes up. I, assistant? I don't know. Live-in maid? And says, it's not Christmas. And he goes, well... Why don't you go prune a tree? I can't oh. do Paul Lynn. Paul Lynn is Why Templeton. Don't you go prune a tree. He's uh, I don't Templeton. Even know who Paul Lynn is. He's I the voice of Templeton go. from prune Charlotte's Web. Oh, okay. And if you ever seen uh, American Dad, American Dad, Rogers character. Rogers character is based on Paul Lynn. Okay. Uh, there's this whole weird thing about him. He gets a wish from these witches, and he wants to be a truck driver. That's like your wish. That's your wish. But not just a truck driver, a rhinestone truck driver. Oh, a rhinestone. Like, so there like is a song. A he, rhinestone cowboy? Is that rhinestone? No, it's a, it's a song that maybe he created. Huh. There's a lo- It's a lot of musical stuff happening in this show. Huh. And Kiss performs. It's oh, Kiss's man. first television appearance, although they're lip syncing the whole time. Of course. And then it ends with disco. If uh, you've never heard Paul Lynn's voice before, here's a little treat for you. As you know, there's a, as you know, there's a real scary holiday coming up, Election Day. <laughs> so to get you warmed up for it, we're gonna do a Halloween show. Yeah, very distinctive. Voice. I just love his voice. Yeah, and maybe Election it's because I love Roger's Day. character so much in American Dad. <laughs> the show becomes a little detached from Halloween at times, but. I think it's worth checking out to see what the 70s was like a little bit, at least on television. Mm-hmm. And it is very kooky. And I would suggest watching it with a friend because it is uh, quite entertaining that way. Next up, we got Fat Albert's Halloween special, which aired October 24th, 1977. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Halloween special. Now, Bill Cosby does the voice for <laughs> Fat Albert, and that's that. a little horrific in itself. I just pictured like a sweater sexual harassment. <laughs> there was a, a video assault. of him like leaving court like a year ago, and like paparazzi and stuff for filming him and, and he did fat albert's voice yeah no yeah. way yeah as he's walking <laughs> hey yeah. hey i didn't mean to rape those girls <laughs> yeah hey hey i gave him all college money you want to put him pump <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was, it was kind of weird off-putting i guess yeah yeah well he's at, like what else are you gonna do at that point like you're you're going down in history as yeah. the dude that like raped 
a ton of women. Yeah. You might as well just fat Albert out of the courtroom. <laughs> Sorry. So this is our Halloween special. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's to say about Fat Albert's Halloween special? If you've ever seen an episode of it, uh, that's, I mean, that's what you get. You know, I, I rewatched this. I watched a lot of these with, uh, our daughter and she was entertained by everything, but I mean, she's two and a half. So like most animated things are going to entertain her and it's okay. I never truly like loved him to be honest. Mm. I Fat Albert? Watched the, him. Well, Fat Albert in general, but also just like the uh, the Halloween specials I've seen that you've shown me. They're not like super entertaining for me. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I, I like almost all of them because it makes me feel childlike and it brings I'm sure, Halloween I'm sure spirit. If we had into some it. sort of nostalgia to it, we'd like it sure. too. It's just sure. a, yeah, yeah, if you don't anyway. watch a lot of these when you're a kid, like, I don't know what they're going to do to you now, except if you're like a huge horror fanatic, then. Maybe. Probably. So Bugs Bunny had a Halloween special. The Howl, like Owl-a-ween special that aired October 26, 1977. Uh, I mean, this to me is like, it starts off super spooky and it's fun. And he meets a witch. Banshees wail, and the ghosts are about, and your skin grows pale, as the feeling of fear permeates the air. It's Halloween, so beware, beware. <laughs> now, if that doesn't get you into the Halloween spirit, I don't know what will. That was spooky. Yeah, those sounds and the voice. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking of that. I was like, I, I just love all things Halloween. I love like this creepy, yeah, just like advertising, like stuff like that. Except so Halloween specials. Except Halloween specials. <laughs> yeah. Which is chock full of those things. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I don't like them. I just never grew up with them, you know? Yeah. And I, I did grow up with them. I just never grew up watching them. Yeah, which is a sad childhood. I had a wonderful childhood. <laughs> Um, the Halloween that almost wasn't, uh, it released on VHS actually retitled as the night Dracula saved the world that came out October 28th, 1979. Uh, Halloween is going to be canceled because Dracula has a meeting of monsters, but he's upset about Halloween being canceled. So they go and save it. Uh, it's very seventies. It's live action. Pretty entertaining. Now, specials weren't just Halloween. In fact, ABC Weekend Special ran from 1977 to 1997. Um, You guys might have caught a glimpse of this because they aired after Saturday morning cartoons. So if you're watching Saturday morning cartoons like a lot of us were in the 80s and 90s, uh, you would at least accidentally catch the beginning of it. They aired three... Halloween specials, Soup and Me, 1978. I tried watching some of this. It's really bad. Uh, Bunnicula, The Vampire Rabbit, 1982. That was actually based on the book. And Monster in My Pocket, 1992. Hmm. There's a walking in my pocket. I like Bunnicula. Have you seen it? No. 
title is just intriguing. He likes the word. But he's like, <laughs> um, And this brings us to my youth, the Garfield, Garfield's Halloween Adventure. It originally aired October 30th, 1985. And I didn't watch it in 1985. I was two. Mm-hmm. I mean, so maybe I did. But I remember watching it in the 90s. I remember the, the commercial for it and getting excited for it. And I thought that I was watching the first time it aired. It's like a lot of things when we were younger. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's a, it's a fun little romp of Garfield and Odie trick-or-treating and then going over the river to trick-or-treat in some other neighborhoods. And then they meet some pirate ghosts. And Garfield learns a lesson to share his candy with, with Odie. Uh, super Halloweeny though, that's for sure. That's it. If I take Odie trick or treating with me tonight, there'll be two sacks to fill, not one. I'll get twice the candy. Candy, 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 candy. Garfield, you are a genius. I know that. <laughs> so yeah, Garfield's kind of a dick. Yeah, he always yeah. has been though, right? That's like his thing. Yeah, he's he, like he's fat. Right? He's fat. I did watch a lot of Garfield as a kid. I do remember. Do, I don't remember watching Garfield. Garfield. Yeah, and you didn't watch the Garfield Halloween. I'm sure special. I did. I just don't remember it. Yeah. You know, some of that didn't stick in my mind. Again, like I maybe there's like a difference between like someone who grew up like somewhere like California where there's you know these seasons, but like around us, like there was so like we would go to like graveyards with my grandma. Yeah. Like ever all we'd go like in the mountains to see all the trees fall or the leaves falling and the change of the leaves. And I think just like maybe like the the Halloween vibe in general was different. And so maybe we didn't like um the TV didn't mean as much to us, you know? So it's just kinda in and in and out of Yeah, in California the outside didn't mean much to me. Yeah. <laughs> because nothing was happening that wasn't happening already yeah. during the year. And the television really brought it to life because a lot of these Halloween specials would show the leaves turning and falling, and you didn't really get that in your own environment. My favorite would probably be The Midnight Hour, which actually aired November 1st, 1985. Uh, this has the uh, the guy from Reading Rainbow. What's his name? I'll look it up. He's also in Star Trek. Yeah, I want to say it starts with a J. But and you saw this one, Lindsay. I, sh- I showed you this one. It has everything in it. It has witches. It has vampires. It has zombies. It's kind of, it's kind of convoluted, as far as they tried to shove everything they could in this. But it's also got Wolfman Jack, who was a, a radio personality, that kind of sounded like a wolfman. I was way off. Doesn't start with a J at all. Lavar Burton. Well, maybe you're thinking of Jordy, from he plays <laughs> Jordy probably, in Star Trek. I was probably thinking of Jordy. This one I would check out. Most of this stuff is actually on YouTube that you can check out. And maybe I should have told you to grab a, a pen and paper to write all this stuff down if you want to watch all these. Now, one that I I found very cool in 1986 was MTV uh, on Halloween night, Elvira's Halloween special. Now, she hosted this um, this Halloween special that mainly it was like music videos and then it would clip back to her doing something. She was in Salem doing it. Um, you could find this on YouTube, but all the all the music videos are cut out, so it's just the Elvira stuff. Happy Halloween, darlings! It's me, Elvira, coming at you from the witch capital of the world, Salem, Mass. A really cool one is a claymation comedy of horror, which aired in 1989. 
Uh, actually, it came out in 1989. It didn't air in the U.S. until May 29th, 1991. But it definitely takes place on Halloween. The last Halloween written directed by Savage Steve Holland. Uh, known for Better Off Dead and One Crazy Summer. That aired on October 28th, 1991. And one of my favorites, The Halloween Tree. It was a small town by a small river and a small lake in a small northern part of a Midwest state. There wasn't so much wilderness around that you couldn't see the town. On the other hand, there wasn't so much town around that you couldn't see and feel and touch the wilderness. And the town was full of fences to walk on and sidewalks to skate on and the muted cries and laughter of boys and girls full of costumed dreams and pumpkin spirits preparing for the greatest night of the year, better than Easter, better than Christmas, Halloween. Now that is Ray Bradbury narrating that. So you guys weren't the only ones that didn't like the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. Ray Bradbury didn't. Oh, see, geniuses think alike, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so he watched it when it aired with his kids, and his kids didn't like it either. So he called up a producer and was like, that was lackluster. You don't see the great pumpkin. It takes the magic out of it. I think we could do a better Halloween special. So they started putting it together. And they couldn't find anybody, they couldn't find a network to play it on. So he just wrote the book instead. And then years later, in I think it was 1993, they ended up making it into a Halloween what special. What if they did a live action version of this? Wouldn't that be cool? That would be awesome. A live action With like version? super awesome actor kids. Leonard Nimoy Ooh. is the voice in one, of, in, in, in one of these characters. And yeah, I would love to see the Halloween tree Live action. Live action. That'd be cool. Because if there's one thing, I do like the Halloween tree and the whole story and everything. But if there's one thing I have to say about uh, the old the old cartoon is it, I just, the animation like feels outdated for me. And, and that's fine. Like it's still really worth watching, but it would be really cool to see this modernized. Yeah. I'm on the other side where I, I actually like the animation. It just reminds me of the 90s. It's all hand-drawn. Yeah. So everything in it, you know that somebody drew that. I really appreciate that. However, it'd be cool to see it updated. Yeah. Um, a couple others. Gary Larson's Tales from the Far Side, which aired October 26, 1994. Um, Far Side was those comic strips. A lot of times you'd see them on calendars. It would just be like one-panel comics. Yeah. Uh, this, I can't imagine this is good. <laughs> I liked it. Did you? It was the, from what I saw, I only saw a couple of clips on YouTube. I couldn't find a full copy of it. It was actually pretty really? funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm interested. If Josh says it's good, I'm going to watch it. Not if Brandon says <laughs> it's good. There, no, actually, I don't know why I said that because I think I do remember Brandon talking about this and saying it's actually really weird and interesting. Yeah. I yeah. mean, one segment, and it's a bunch of just shorts, it's a yeah. ton of shorts. And one of them is like two eggs making out in a car. I'm in. It's like a slasher. And then uh, you see like a silhouette of somebody coming. So you th you're thinking, you know, a, a Jason Voorhees type. And then it's a grandma with like an electric egg beater. <laughs> and then it shows the morning and like the girl was like passed out out of fright. And she wakes up and there's just egg yolk everywhere all over the car. 
So it's that type of humor. Okay. Yeah. I think I'd find that interesting. There, I think my favorite that I saw was, uh, it was like an airplane, but it was full of insects. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like watching a movie. I think they're watching The Fly or something. I don't know. They're, they're watching something with a like guy with like fly. a fly head. The they're original, all like yeah. clapping and stuff. And I, I don't know. It's just like really funny the way they're setting it up. And then there's like turbulence. And the plane starts shaking. Everyone starts panicking. Kids start crying and everything. And then just, psh, it just smashes. And it's on a windshield of a car. Oh, my just God. Some, like rednecks. And then the next skit is involving those rednecks and, and so they're on a plane well no they're just in a in a car on the highway oh I think, so it's like like it's, they get abducted by aliens or something oh that's cool so it goes from like one to another yeah some some like transitions are smoother than others uh -huh. but uh I, I just thought it flowed really well uh from the, from the things i saw All right. they were I'll, funny i want to check yeah. it out i want to check it out no they're sure. super fun somebody uh, somebody needs to get a copy of the VHS, so I, just, I bet, and like transfer it to a digital and like re-upload those. Yeah, yeah, so. they have one f in its entirety, but it's I guess it's not in sync. Yeah, that the sound. It was like six seconds off. Oh, that's horrible! I can't was, watch that kind of stuff. Yeah. What was strange is when I watched it and I was reading the comments that were saying like, "This is off. This is way off." It wasn't off for me, but our internet's not that good, so I was wondering if. My our drag from the internet actually like, synced it, yeah, because it was completely in sync when I watched it. So interesting, very curious. Uh, one thing that I want to mention that's kind of in between, like it wasn't really a Halloween special. I don't know if it aired, but it's on YouTube and it came with Trick or Treat, and it was Michael Doherty's like first thing, and it's Seasons Greetings. Did you ever watch this short? Mm -hmm. It has Sam in it, and it's animated. Oh, I think it's part of the DVD you said. Yeah, it's yeah. on the it's on it's yeah, on special features. It. Yeah. Really cool, really sets the tone for Halloween. All right, so now we'll be moving on. Do you guys have anything to say about Halloween specials? I so feel like I've been talking about myself know, for a long time here. Again, like I I didn't watch these growing up, so like, you know, we we got together and I've watched more of them since then. And I remember we used to have like, well, before COVID, we had a tradition where my work would send me somewhere every October. And part of that was like in Portland and the West Coast area. Um, and we got, uh, what was the Disney Channel out there? Do you remember what it was called? Family something? or It was ABC Family, but then Disney took it over. It was like F... FF... FFN? FF... I can't remember. But I'll it was like it some Disney Channel. And, and anyway, so... Uh, because we were going out there this time of year, there was always this Halloween stuff going on. And there, of course, you're in hotels, so there's like nothing to really watch. So we would always kind of plan our days around like, hey, there's like this Halloween special thing coming on. Let's like, let's like go out and do this and let's come back and watch it. And that's, if there's something to be said about Halloween specials and, and trying to be involved in that way, I think it really like makes Halloween, it does make it feel more Halloween-y when you're like, looking forward to going home and watching something that's like, and yeah, maybe you could watch it later the, the way things are today. Like you could have YouTube TV and it's, you know, you go back and you watch it and it's fine. You don't mm -hmm. have to be there, but there's kind of something really fun about planning your day or pl and you're just planning a time where you're like, you kind of rev yourself up for something. Unfortunately, uh, a couple years ago, that one thing was like the Hocus Pocus Halloween special where the yeah. actual witches from yeah. It's like the Hocus 25 year anniversary or something. Yeah, the, yeah. And, they, and they were actually like, hey, we actually have the witches from Hocus Pocus, which they don't, what they don't tell you is they have them for about 10 seconds of like this like weird. Well, I think Bette Midler was just on the screen too. I yeah, don't think she was actually present. Yeah, some of them were like basically just zoomed in, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And it was hosted by like some Disney tweens or something like that. And it, and it ended up being pretty bad. However, that didn't take away from the fact that like, yes, it was kind of bad, but it was like kind of there's a whole buildup and everything was fun. Still exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say like if you if you haven't seen the specials and if you didn't grow up with them or if you're too young to remember, um, look into look into some of them that could be coming up and and kind of plan like a day around trying to like make it feel like back it, it did back in the day where this was like a one-time thing and you had to watch it yeah yeah uh yeah i think the year before they did like a making of the disney halloween park yeah it was like a it was like inside of the yeah which was actually pretty neat that was really cool yeah freeform is the channel and uh you could actually go That's on right. freeform and they have a, a schedule for everything that they're gonna yeah. play this year a lot of hocus pocus a lot of hocus pocus and stuff like the adams family which is spooky i don't know if it's necessarily halloween i mean it doesn't take place on halloween mm -hmm. but it's a lot of spooky stuff one year they're playing mrs doubtfire <laughs> which is spooky a little bit if you see the scene if you watch the didn't they like make a trailer of so they so it was like a yeah it was like a youtube thing where they would take regular movies and turn them into horror yeah. uh, previews and they did that, and I guess that's what Freeform was like. Well, I guess we could play it because we could just advertise it with this advertisement, which doesn't work for yeah, me. But it's it's the, like the but watching the the trailer come up on Freeform and like they posed it as the the scary yeah, one yeah, was pretty that was funny. Fun. But like I, I think that that's what they should have just done, like further. Like, just play those as, like, trailers and stuff, but not the movies themselves, because right. it's clearly not a horror movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at the premise and, like, the plot points, <laughs> yeah, it kind of is it's a little psycho, right? Yeah, like, this guy is, like, pretending to be a grandma so he can <laughs> get close to his kids. What, what, like, I, yeah. what I would love is if this was, like, this this took place and it was Brandon doing this. And he, he came to the door to dress up like, Brandon, why are you, like, you could have you as probably much. probably recognize you, me. You'd have as much makeup on as you could. And I'm like, that's clearly a, if I didn't recognize it as Brandon, I'd be like, that's clearly a dude in a dress. But what if I did yeah. an accent? Yeah, like, Hello. <laughs> I'm terrible at accents. You'd be like, yeah. definitely know it was me. Do a, do a British accent so we wouldn't suspect you. But I don't, yeah. I don't know that Brandon can get his like face smooth enough to like convince me he doesn't have facial, like extreme facial hair. Well, didn't he have yeah. a mask or something? I don't know, but I, I see what you're going. It's not but very convincing. The character looks like Robin no, Williams. No, it does look yeah. like Robin Williams. <laughs> And like you've, I don't know, like you said, you've been with this person for what? How many yeah, years? Three children that are very old. Yeah, he puts older. on an accent. You're like, oh, who's that? <laughs> and you know, you know him as your husband yeah. who does that kind of thing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. All right. So the other thing that wouldn't necessarily be specials, but they are special, is Halloween episodes of TV shows. Mm. This is something I think I always looked forward to and, and that included as a child and as an adult, like some of my favorite shows and stuff like the Halloween portions. And it wasn't, I don't even know if it clicked like, oh, it's Halloween. It was just like, they're fun for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, I really liked The Office always did pretty good ones. Like, and they weren't necessarily... Uh, something scary going on there but it was fun just to see the characters like dressed up and what costumes they'd wear yeah so but there are certain there are certain series that actually went like full bore like we're gonna do a scary themed like scary stuff will happen yeah and, and usually it's like cartoon but i know you have some that you want to talk about that are actually live action that do that where the episode almost detaches itself from the series story arc and this is a, a separate halloween episode so I don't want to step on your toes with those Oh, ones. yeah, for sure. Uh, Community probably has my favorite 
Halloween episodes of any sitcom. Yeah. Um, I might have to agree with that. They're super good. And they, they do kind of step away from the uh from but their usually reality. there's like a wraparound that like brings it back like one episode they do a zombie that's theme. my that's my favorite one yeah and the the wraparound is like the whole party was roofied yeah and, <laughs> yeah. and so they oh, like, and they actually have like a story plot from that happens in that moment that actually is a huge story plot in the remaining of the the season yeah no it's it's good um and then they do another episode that's an anthology horror where they're all telling scary stories to each other to to find out who's the psychopath because one of them failed a a psychology test or something yeah and it turns um, out that they all did it yeah and they were all of them but one were actually psychopath it it was abed's that uh oh they came up normal yeah yeah and his story's my favorite, actually. Yeah. Because he gets all practical. Like, you <laughs> know, you like, stand with knives back to back. <laughs> wait yeah. for the serial killer to come. And she's like, I love you, Abed. And he's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the zombie one was good, though. Yeah. A, that's got to be my favorite, I think. Um, there's one where Pierce locks himself in a panic room. And he, like, sets up a, oh, uh, yeah. a haunted like, haunted house. In his in his mansion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so all the Halloween episodes are great, um, and there's just a lot of fun uh, how they kind of just go into their own universe yep. for a little bit. Yeah, and I think I think that does something that most of those uh, live action like sitcoms haven't done. Maybe like Thirty Rock did it. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I seem to remember some Halloween episodes there that maybe like sep- like full on, but I don't think so. I think yeah. Community is just like it almost does what a lot of like the the animation um, series do. Because like South Park, uh, which is one of my favorites for Halloween episodes, does this where like the Halloween episode was almost always like just its own thing and whatever kind of happened in the Halloween episode like didn't really matter. Of course, South Park in general, like whatever happened in the episode didn't really matter. But yeah, but the um, they've continued, you know, like I, I remember like really loving this, like the old pink eye, like the very first Halloween episode was like p- called Pink Eye and it was like basically pink eye turned them all into zombies. Um, and I remember thinking like, maybe that was like the best one. And I was watching that the other day and I was like, no, it wasn't like they've continued, of course, in South Park fashion, they've continuously yeah. gotten better. My favorite, I think of all time, like the one that always sticks out on my head was the episode where Randy buys a blockbuster and it's just oh. like abandoned. <laughs> That's one of my it's favorites. Just, it's just completely abandoned. So it takes like this whole shining like vibe over. Like, yeah. he's it's making like his, haunted. Yeah. He's making his kids work in there and he goes crazy because nobody like, cause in his day, like part of Halloween was people coming in and renting spooky movies. And he's yeah. all so excited. Cause he's like, Oh, this is going to be so fun. People are going to come in and rent all these spooky movies and it doesn't happen. And then he goes all psychopath. Oh, it's great. It's a, it's relatable. Cause like, as an adult, you, especially having kids, you're like, I'm going to do everything that I did as a kid. Yeah. And then nobody like grasps onto that. But, the, but you, the youth doesn't really care. Right. Yeah, right. Cause they have their own thing now too. Exactly. And, yeah. and in this episode, like the kids are all like, why, why wouldn't we just stream this? And they all have iPads. <laughs> and in fact, it goes, no, to just the, one of them does. Well, they all have iPads, but oh, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, it goes to a point where where Stan has to be be there working, but he wants to go trick or treating, so he actually um, oh he's like FaceTiming. He, right? yeah, yeah, he takes his like uh, or Kyle has his iPad up and stands on his, and he's actually FaceTiming trick or treating, which is like 
That's actually a really good idea if a kid like ever got sick during oh, Halloween. Man. Like you could take them FaceTime trick or treating. They could still dress up and Halloween twenty twenty. Yeah. We should just send drones with like oh, bags. Let's do the house. They're getting idea. creative. I've seen some like pictures and read some things about people getting like these big PVC pipes, having them six feet and putting the candy through there, really? so oh. the kids don't have to come so within you, six feet. Do you think they'll be trick or treating in this neighborhood? Uh, I think no. some people will and some people mm. won't. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, one of the first sitcoms that I would watch that had Halloween specials was Roseanne. Roseanne had, they have like a cult following for their Halloween episodes. They even made shirts one year, one year, like one of the popular, um, horror t-shirt companies made Roseanne Halloween shirts. Now Roseanne is actually on Amazon prime seasons one through nine, although seasons two through eight have Halloween episodes. So keep in mind, it obviously has a laugh track. Yeah. And it's a bit dated. But for its time, it was dealing with some issues that were risky for its time. Like DJ, the youngest uh, male child, wanted to be a witch for Halloween. I think it was in the second episode. And, yeah. and the dad was like, you mean a warlock? And he's like, no, a witch. And so, like, Dan has to deal with like his having kid a wanting son, to Like, what do you mean my son wants to dress up as yeah. a female no. character? Why don't you want to be a mechanic for Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, like they are fun. All yeah. the, and then the I think the fav- my favorite part about the Roseanne stuff is like the pranks that she ends up pulling. Oh yeah, so they're always doing pranks and like brutal pranks too, like yeah. chopping off fingers. Yeah, and and uh, and, and, uh it, like I never did pranks as a hallo- as for Halloween. Like that was never mm-hmm. a thing. That was like April's April Fools, right? But in the Connor house, that's like almost every single episode they're doing pranks on each other my favorite is the first two halloween episodes they do progressively get worse and one of the one of in one of the halloween episodes speaking of like detaching from the, the show's reality roseanne's last prank is blowing up the house with them in it oh jesus Ooh. Well, that's not a and prank. that's how the episode ends hmm. but then the blowing next episode nothing happened right yeah. the last episode is really bad the last halloween episode in, in season eight she's pregnant in the show and she has like uh, hallucinations while they drug her while she's like giving birth, and she goes on some like trippy trip, and and then all of a sudden she has the kid, and she names him after Jerry Garcia, huh. because Jerry Garcia comes and talks to her. That's huh. Terrible. Mm-hmm. I like and how Jerry Garcia in those <laughs> times was like the the here's That's a the Grateful g- Dead guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like how like if there was ever a <clears throat> trip scene in a movie, like you saw <laughs> Jerry Garcia somehow. <laughs> so I think he just died when this episode aired. Because it said, it, at the end, it said, uh, in memory of Jerry Garcia, and that was there. Mm. But I've never been a deadhead. No. Personally. I, I appreciate American Beauty. It's yeah. a good album. <laughs> a- I, yeah, I've never actually listened to any of it. You know, if you want to see, I think, an interesting sitcom that kind of picked up where this Roseanne stuff left off, and maybe, I never really thought about it until now, but maybe it's like a tribute to like how Roseanne did things. But Modern Family uh, kind of, 
picked up the torch here. Yeah, that's true. Because a lot of a lot of the episodes that are Halloween themed in, in Modern Family, uh, they're based off like well the the mom Claire is like super into Halloween and it's like her favorite holiday there. So she goes like balls out like everything has to be perfect and she has like these awesome like. Uh, when the kids come trick or treating, she has this whole like display set up and like like interactive theater almost. And but part of it is throughout the day she's playing pranks on fit like feels like terrified of stuff, and she's playing pranks on him and her whole family. And then he kind of as the uh, seasons continue, he decides to like get a little revenge. So it's like the both of them trying to out prank each other in this Halloween style. And I really love the first one, and it's just kind of like it, it sets up the whole. Halloween being like Claire's holiday and it sets up like uh, pretty much the stage for all the rest of the oncoming Halloween episodes. But I do think these get better and uh, I, I like almost every one of them. They're they're super fun, but I, I like this this show in general. But yeah, I think that if you like the Roseanne stuff, like check out the Modern Family stuff because uh, it, it, it really does feel like just a modernized version of what Roseanne was doing back I, in the day. Yeah, I never really thought about it, but that's what that show is in general. Right. Because, right. like, Roseanne was supposed to be a realistic look at actual, like, family life. Yep. Like, a little dif- dysfunction in there. Um, my favorite thing about both of these shows is the costumes, right? Yeah. And that's what you get yeah. for with live-action Halloween episodes is they have the money to go really elaborate. Right. And there are some really cool costumes throughout. Right. And it's kind of fun to see, like, the characters in these TV shows that you watch, like, just get dressed up and see what they would do, you know, like, yeah, definitely. And it, and it, and it's almost like living a little bit vicariously through scenes. Like Brandon said, like some of them are so like outrageous and stuff. And you're like, wow, man, what if I could like have a makeup artist to do my makeup for Halloween? That'd be fun. Uh, another one that I really like. And then it kind of got worse for me was Brooklyn nine, nine. They started with like uh, just one of the greater Halloween, um, shows I've seen in a sitcom for a while where it's just really funny and it's like definitely like it like just drenched in like Halloween spirit and uh during this episode like Jake uh thinks that he can like steal something from the the chief and he says if you do you have to do like my paperwork and all this and they have this bet right because he's like I'm a he's like people like are are terrible at committing crimes I could commit these oh, are the crimes. heist episodes the yeah Halloween yeah oh, okay so it turns into this kind of heist and it's really fun and and during that like all this Halloween stuff is happening and it's kind of fun to see like all the Halloween people in jail dressed up and they're trying to separate like because everyone's drunk, right? Yeah. So there's like the drunk tank and everyone's in costumes and they're trying to like separate people for like make it out with each other. But one one of the characters, Santiago, like really hates Halloween and she hates like she touches base on the fact that like girls find everything to dress up and is sexy. And like she's like, I saw a sexy or what well, I have the direct quote here. She's like, I passed a slutty tree on the way here. Who wants to have sex with the tree? And then the Scully character goes, was it a maple? And I don't I don't know why. Like I there's obviously some comedic timing that works there. But I just love like that. Like maybe laugh at every time I see that line. It makes me laugh out loud. But um they started really strong and I was always going to, I was like, I'm going to look forward to these people's Halloween episodes. And then it just turned into heist episodes. And like the Halloween theme was just kind of like way, Lost. oh, it's yeah. gone. It's gone. I think they even did like a Cinco de Mayo heist or something. I think right? they did. Like I they, never, I ended up yeah. really actually hating the heist episodes in general. Cause I was just like, I don't care. Cause it was like, it was like a typical heist movie where it was just like, yeah. hey, here's a twist and a twist and a twist. But yeah. Did you guys ever watch Alvin and the Chipmunks? No. no. I saw I mean, the yeah, movie no. with, is it Paul Rudd? Oh, the mo- the live action movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it Paul Rudd? I don't, I don't remember. I can't remember. 
playing Dave. Yeah. Now I grew up watching these. I watch these all the time. I don't. I. I. It, it's really hard for me to watch them nowadays because of their voices. But they actually have nine Halloween episodes, probably one for each season. Trick or Treason was like my favorite. But and they have two horror themed feature films: Meet Frankenstein, Alvin the Chipmunks, Meet Frankenstein, and Meet the Werewolf. So if you've never seen Alvin the Chipmunks before, it's like this: the three chipmunks and this adult who owns the chipmunks. And is also their manager because they're musicians. Right. It's got a chubby dummy, a cool troublemaker, and a brainy dork, which is Simon, I think, is definitely the coolest. He's like the most rational. But anyway, they have a ton of Halloween episodes if you want to check those out. But one of my favorites growing up, and I would say that this may be just for nostalgic reasons why I like it so much, is The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Oh, yeah. Um, their episode. Do you remember that show? Yeah, Melanie and I watched Pete and Pete all the time. Yeah, we watched Pete and Pete. Yeah, it. it um, what's his name? Uh, Iggy Pop is a regular guest on the show. Hmm. He's the neighbor. The younger Pete has a friend, a female friend, and her dad is Iggy Pop, and he always calls people stooges. You're such a stooge, which is funny because he was, you know, Iggy, Iggy, Iggy Pop and the Stooges. But their Halloween episode was uh, super fun for me. Once a year, like the leaves, it comes. A magical night when bedtimes disappear and identities change. Trick or treat! When the ghouls and goblins of our souls are set free to roam the night and scarf candy. For the true believers, Halloween is the ultimate holiday. For me, it's the ultimate dork holiday. Halloween is for Halloweenies. Ultimate dork holiday. Dork. Dork. <laughs> it's a kooky show. It's yeah, it's a I fun episode. I still have a soft spot in my heart for the yeah. that show. You should check out the the uh the Halloween episode. Yeah, I'm it's sure I, I'm sure we saw him as a kid. Yeah. Just again they don't stick. You could actually find the entire episode on YouTube and it's a pretty good like transfer. And if you watch it in its entirety, you also get the commentary of the episode oh. afterward which I watched a little bit of, which was kind of interesting. In that same era was Tiny Toons, and Tiny Toons did a great couple of Halloween episodes. Yeah. Um, one of them was the Night Goolery, which was 1994, and the other one was the Horror of Slumber Party Mountain. I'm the pumpkin guy On All Hallows' Eve I'll fly through the sky But alas and alack I'm bored out of my skull My once favorite holiday Has grown so So that's the intro of one of them. They're obviously doing... Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. I didn't realize Nightmare Before Christmas was that old. Yeah. It's but it, what well, we were kids, I guess, when it came out, and yeah. that was, Tiny Toons were coming out still. Yeah, I think it was brand new when they did this episode. I think it was ninety three. Man, something. This like episode that. was ninety four. Beetlejuice, the animated series. Yeah, did you guys watch that? They of had course. a couple of uh, Halloween episodes: L- Laugh of the Party, and Bewitched, Bothered, and Beetlejuiced. Tales from the Dark Side, the live action, you know, horror anthology show. 
had a couple of uh, Halloween episodes as well. Uh, Trick or Treat, which is in 1983, and Halloween Candy, 1985. Also, the Cutty Black Sew, 1988. Now, it's hard to talk about Halloween episodes without talking about Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, mm. which we've been watching a ton of. I've just been having it on since October and before Josh and I have been watching them. Yeah. There's a lot. I think the newest one that's going to air this year is the 31st installment. Ooh. They started doing it from season two on. And it wasn't until season 15 where they actually started calling it Treehouse of Horror, which got its name from the original episode, episode where they're actually telling spooky tales in a treehouse. But there's a lot of them, and they kind of fall off near the end. Uh, they they fall off near the middle, and then they come back again. Yeah, where it kind of turned into, into a parody show, but then they come back to horror. Yeah, I mean it's a little bit of a bummer too because there's so much horror to parody. Like I don't see how you could really yeah. run out. It seems but like when they're doing like Mr. Ideas. and Mrs. Smith episodes. Mis- and, yeah, uh, they did yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Simpson, which yeah. had nothing to do with Halloween or horror. It just seemed like they got really bizarre and not even like that entertaining either in a sense. They came back. It it definitely yeah. came back. Some of my favorites are the earlier ones. I'm having a hard time seeing. Homer, did you remember to put the fog lights in? Because I forgot to put the fog lights in. <laughs> I better pull over and play it safe. <laughs> <gasps> Please be a dog. <laughs> And this was that was their uh, sort of <laughs> I know what you did last summer where they hit I Ned. Know. I when I after I saw that I remember for years afterward I would always just like randomly be like yes I forgot to put the fog lights in. I just that I don't know why that sticks in my head they, so bad. They did used to do really well. Like it was fun. Yeah, and I remember I do. This is the one thing because Simpsons was huge when we were children oh, yeah we loved it huge growing up and like that was the only like ear if I nobody probably remembers this that's like born after the night like 1990 but that was at the time aside from like maybe like ren and stimpy the only like re- really irreverent cartoon that was super popular that was on so it was like one of those things like simpsons was a big yeah. big and deal i do remember getting excited for the tree absolutely they were really fun yeah. they were really fun and and it was one of those things where like any character could die and it didn't matter yep. um it was really it was super detached speaking of ren and stimpy uh John Kay, who's the creator, animator, and some of the voices of Ren and Stimpy, did an intro for A Treehouse of Horror, uh, 26, episode 26. And it's very Ren and Stimpy-style animation. Really cool. And they started getting really creative with the intros. Yeah. I think they call them couch gags. Right. Uh, Guillermo del Toro did an intro, and it's really cool. It's, that's that's the uh, Treehouse of Horror 24. And... Homer, did you barricade the door? Why? Oh, the zombies. No. I think some of the most quotable, like, Simpsons moments is from Treehouse of Horror. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's just, it's super funny, man. And they can, anything can really happen. I like that the aliens always show up. Yeah, so that those... Kane and Kronos? Yeah. They were introduced in the Halloween episode. And then I think... I can't remember any episodes that starred them that wasn't Halloween, but I think they've been in every single one, if not just a small cameo. Right, right. They've got to be, right? It's like so... um, Iconic? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, here's one of my favorite sound clips from The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Hey, Simpson, I'm feeling a mite peckish. Mind if I chew your ear? <gasps> Dad, you killed the zombie Flanders. You was a zombie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I love Simpsons. The this year we'll get XXXI, which is the fourth episode of season thirty-two, the thirty-first installment of the annual Treehouse of Horror series. It will air on Sunday, October eighteenth. You know, one thing to be said about uh, these Halloween-themed like series and stuff that they actually do Halloween episodes. One of the things I noticed going back and watching a few of them is Halloween can be really like indicative of like what's going on in the world at the moment. Like what movies were the most popular, mm -hmm. what what things are coming out. Because uh, in some of the, the episodes you see, like there's an office episode where like three or four of them come in dressed up as Joker and you can just tell like Dark Knight had just oh, come yeah. out and everybody's like doing quotes from the movie. Like do you want to or do you want to like. Oh, can I make you smile or something? I can't remember. But uh, do you want to know how I got these scars? Yeah, yeah. They don't want to get these scars. Why so serious? Why so serious? Yeah. Uh, and I just started thinking. I was like, oh, yeah, like Halloween is, is such a big indicator of like pop culture at the time. Mm -hmm. and, and anything like even like politics is I, I don't know that I would ever, ever taint my Halloween with dressing up as a politician. No. But there is costumes out there like that, and there's even in the in the shows and, and stuff you see characters and stuff dressed up as some of these politicians. But sure. it's just it's just an interesting like little observation that I had as I was watching some of these. It was like, oh yeah, Halloween is like kind of a staple in time. Yeah, 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 and and especially in these episodes, like you could you could kind of learn a lot about what was going on in that year just by what the characters dressed up on in mm -hmm. that episode. So it's kind of fun. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's our show. Like, thank you for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Bob Club is a production of Pod Cauldron. Check out some other great shows on the Pod Cauldron Network, including Cards and Cubes, show about board games that you didn't grow up playing, and Ravel, 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 a comedic look at current events. 